today in our meditation practice. We have this uh, ongoing invitation, this open <coughs> and warm invitation that in a way we extend to ourselves. This opportunity to to give ourselves quite fully to the immediacy, to the simplicity and to the intimacy of our experience right now just as it is. It's not difficult, I think, to kind of hear and understand the instructions and the encouragements that are given in meditation <coughs> practice is somehow a formula or a, a map for what should be happening or what we are supposed to be make, making happen. And yet really the instructions and the practices that we're using are supports for allowing ourselves to meet what is happening. Allowing ourselves to be touched by that meeting, to be ultimately transformed by the conscious encounter with life that is happening in this moment and in every moment. When we are able to be present and awake, when we can meet the experience with sensitivity and openness, And this initial quality or this initial orientation is very much towards arriving, steadying, landing. And as we begin to arrive, to settle, to find our ground in the immediacy of experience, <coughs> there's equally the invitation to open, to allow ourselves to receive, to become aware of the ways in which we habitually and often unconsciously don't receive our life. <coughs> the ways in which we move away from it and the, the patternings that uh, I spoke about in the evening talk last night and that we've spoken about in different ways. Just noticing when we are present in a way that is affected by these kinds of patternings of a movement towards or away from the experience that's happening. Just keeping it simple, not evaluating that, but just acknowledging if there's a pull towards something or there's a pushing away from something that's going on in our experience. <coughs> Noticing equally if there are moments in which we recognize that the, the energy, the degree of vitality available is perhaps in balance or not with what is needed. Sometimes an excess, sometimes a insufficiency of vital energy, it seems. Recognizing those experiences of, seems like we could say in another way, being almost overly engaged or aroused, which leads to restlessness, or insufficiently engaged 
or aroused, which leads to kind of a, a dullness or sleepiness. Just seeing what allows us to find some balance. To relax if we feel a bit driven or overly pushing. And yet to engage if we feel a little under, sort of uh, vitalized. See, how can I engage with this? And to notice the tendency to evaluate our practice whether we're doing it well or not, whether it's working or not. See if we can let that go. Just keep it simple. What's actually my experience right now? And what's possible for me with regard to this? Using the immediacy and the felt sense of the body sitting on the earth, the natural organic process of breathing in, breathing out. Using this as a resource to ground, to steady, and to deepen our attentiveness, our sensitivity, this quality of embodied presence. that is not in itself bound to or dependent upon a particular experience of being with the breathing or even the body, but which the breathing and the body are a great support for connecting with. So the directing of the attention to the body, feeling how it is for you in your body right now, whether it feels bright and energized, whether it feels dull, heavy, or whether light, smooth, open, vibrant, vital, or anything, in fact, just noticing how it is for you. Noticing equally if there is tension or tightness, where there may be places of ease, or softness. Without making such experiences good or bad, demanding or expecting them to be a particular way, just noticing how it is. And likewise the breathing, however it is for you, however you experience it. We can learn to trust in this body's breathing capacity. Interestingly, it does quite well when we're completely unaware of it. It seems to keep going quite fine, even when we're asleep. So we don't need to manipulate it at all. we notice there's any way in which it seems to be affected by our paying attention to it, just notice that. In itself, that's not a problem. Sometimes when we attend to the breathing experience, it changes. And that's fine. And at the same time, not in giving this attention to the breathing, to the body, and really allowing ourselves at times to be very simple with just this. For now we don't need to be attending to anything else. We don't need to be conjuring or creating something else more important. And yet if something else and other experiences do arise, the sound of our neighbours moving or coughing. These words or the sounds of the birds. Or the wind. Equally thoughts and feelings. 
many experiences arise, not making them into obstacles or problems. Not somehow setting ourselves up for a struggle with how things are. But noticing. When sound arises, it's fine to just take a moment to listen. And perhaps listening with the body, so we feel the way the body resonates when sound is being received. There may be pleasant or unpleasant experiences arising in the body elsewhere than what feels associated or directly connected with breathing or sitting. And those experiences, breathing, sitting, what that feels like, we're using very consciously. Other experiences in the body we can equally notice and make use of when they arise. We don't have to go looking for them, but if they come, just noticing what it's like. If there is a tightening or a contraction, something pleasurable, vibratory, light. Seeing if there's discomfort or pain. And whatever comes, being aware, being close to, but not holding on to the experience. Giving it space, but not pushing it away. So that our body is allowed to have its life and we are invited to be close with it. And with the posture, having a certain willingness and steadiness to not just react or respond to any little discomfort, not needing to sort of scratch every itch or massage every tickle that arises. Certain steadiness of body really helpful for allowing the mind to steady. Just noticing the habitual and unconscious urges to fix, to change, to adjust, to improve the experience without judging such urges but equally not needing to act upon them. And at the same time having the permission to recognize if at some point for one's body that's enough in this posture. If we're not able to soften, to open, to relax with pain, (coughs) if it becomes strong or sharp, or if we're concerned about some area of vulnerability in the body, some area of injury or of concern for us, we can be gentle. We don't need to push. And if needed, making some adjustment to the posture consciously, mindfully. Including that in the very process of your meditation, rather than seeing it as an interruption to or a failure of your practice. The body is moving as it breathes. And the subtle adjustments of our posture take place regularly. So if a slightly more substantial adjustment is required. Do so wholeheartedly and with fullness of presence and sensitivity. And then again at some point coming back to the felt sense of sitting, body breathing. And likewise with thoughts and feelings, images, patterns of distractedness or reactivity that we may encounter, just recognizing them. Sometimes naming, this is what's happening. And then referring in a way back to the body and the breathing, noticing how is my body in this moment? Having just realized I was lost in a thought 
full of excitement or anxiety about the future. Or drifting in a sort of foggy, fuzzy, imprecise reverie of some sort. So what does that feel like right now? How is the breathing? How is the body? And in this way, such experiences are not obstacles or problems. They're simply opportunities to wake up again and again and again. So if you haven't already done so, just taking a moment or two to very consciously sense into the quality of contact between your body and the earth, bottom on the seat or the cushion or the bench, feet or knees or legs on the ground, his body resting upon the earth. Supported by the earth. In fact, we all are. And again, just feeling into the quality of uprightness. The way in which the body is extended upwards into the sky, into the space that is around us. There is both support beneath us and space around us, above us. allowing that upright intentionality to be just acknowledged and felt and supported consciously and equally relaxing sense of softening dropping of allowing this body just to be here as it is (coughs) and allowing a body to relax so far as it can, inviting that possibility. (coughs) And within this grounded uprightness, this relaxed alertness, Attuning this organ of attention, sensitivity. To the ripple and flow of experience, of sensation, of movement in the body as it breathes. Feeling the swelling, rising, lifting, opening, vitalizing quality of in-breath. Whether subtle or otherwise. And feeling the releasing, dropping, relaxing, softening quality of out-breath, breathing out in the body. This living system human life sustaining itself drawing on this shared resource of air that we exchange with the trees and the grasses and with our neighbours likewise 
we're all sharing this element. It connects us profoundly to all of life. Noticing equally the other experiences that come and go. Pausing to acknowledge each moment, whatever it may bring. And yet again and again returning to this body sitting upon the earth. Reconnecting with this living breath, breathing in, breathing out. Just however it does, what it does, Embodying wakefulness, moment by moment, breath by breath, just as you are,
just sitting. Just breathing. Just this experience right here, right now. And when the bell sounds, just listening, simply present with this, as it sounds, as it fades. when the sound has faded into the silence. Taking this as the indicator that the formal meditation has concluded. to mention <clears throat> two, uh, two practical things before the walking meditation. <clears throat> One is that uh, the teaching uh, will, is being recorded, so there were some questions regarding that. So at the end of the retreat, it's possible to to get the recordings if if it's useful. And then the second thing is that from uh, tomorrow, we'll uh, put up spaces for one-to-one meetings. But if today or any time during the week, if uh, there are no spaces available, you can write uh, us or one of us a note and and just ask to meet up. And uh, we're happy to be of support. And so if you're one of those beings that find it hard and, and challenging to reach out, if there is a sense of... Uh, uh, I should always manage on my own or I'm not worthy, then perhaps lean more towards the asking side. 
And then if you have other tendencies where uh, you you easily reach out, then then uh, reflect on that a bit. So to know that uh, you can communicate with us and ask to to meet up if that's supportive for your practice. And when you do write a note, it really helps a lot if you sign it with your name. Uh, our psychic abilities are not so developed. <coughs> Walking meditation is more of a relational practice because we're moving within life as a part of life. It's actually helpful to model our walking practice on wild creatures. So wild creatures that maybe you've seen on one of these uh, nature programs, or even better, you've actually seen them, uh, in life, uh, like the the fox in my garden that comes every morning to see if maybe uh, the chicken enclosure is actually open, so there's some breakfast available, uh, or the chickens, or the moose, or the house cat. So perhaps to reflect just for a moment how wild creatures move. There is ease, wakefulness, kind of simple, natural dignity, and no extra expenditure of energy. So have you ever seen a cat walking through high grass and not being in the legs. In order to walk with ease and presence, we have to be in the body. When there is too much contraction and when we hold ourselves too responsible when we try to do the walking, it loses its fun and joy, that simple pleasure. Joy is a very sensitive phenomena. It's the first quality that goes when we contract. In order to experience joy, we actually need to relax and open. And joy is not so much residing in certain circumstances, it's actually a quality of being. So in the walking practice, to sink downwards and fill out, to actually be the legs and be the arms. And so, uh, if you like, uh, I'd like to invite you to stand up for just a, a moment or two. <coughs> Come to standing, perhaps first of all sense what is needed for your body. There is some kind of stretch that feels good. And then allowing the legs to be somewhat apart, perhaps a shoulder width apart, and the knees a 
a little bit bent, so there is the possibility for a bounce. Not rigid, so that there is a possibility to move and shift. In a sense into that, that possibility when the knees slightly bent, and then allowing the soles of the feet to really spread out on the earth. Allowing the soles of the feet to relax. And then, with your inner sensing, move downwards. So that the center of your being is equally in the legs and the arms. Not only in the upper part of the body. It's like moving in. It may also be possible to relax and release the pelvic floor, the area of the belly, lower part of the belly, the genitals. It's dropping down there. And if that's not possible, that's also fine, then just noticing that. Part of this downward spreading out movement is actually to feel one's animal instinctual nature, beautiful animal nature. And so when you begin the movement, moving meditation, let the whole body be part of that. Moving really from within the body, within your own skin, and keeping on dropping downwards, allowing yourself to be really within the elements, within the realm of the earth, not so much on top of the earth as within and part of. And if you find yourself moving up and out <coughs> and into all those stories, pause for a moment. Breathe yourself down and in and out, filling out into the body. So welcome to some walking meditation. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.